There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 40 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episodes 12 and 13 of season 2 of the 12 Monkeys. Oh my gosh. These two episodes, they were unreal. Yeah, Terry Metallus definitely knows how to uh, finish up a season, that's for sure. Right? We are getting another season of this, though, because yes. it kept popping up. You know, don't forget, it'll come back in 2017, yada, yada. Yes, we get a 10-episode season three. I'm excited because the way they played these last two episodes was nothing like we had thought. No. <laughs> So I'm still wondering, though, I know we're going to jump into this, but you had predicted a couple episodes ago, all because of that agent, and I forget his name. Right, yes. That the way he said we've been friends a long time, that he would play a big role in these last couple episodes. And I thought, I really thought we would see him in episode 12 back in 1957. I I just had that feeling that he he was going to play a big role, and we didn't even see him, and it's like, Right. It's kind of weird. I don't understand it. I mean, okay, time travel, wibbly-wobbly, but still, with them putting that out there, I'm surprised we didn't get anything of him. Right. So I'm wondering then, going into the next season, if somehow that's going to play in. Yeah. Because they don't seem to throw things into the show that they don't come back to. Exactly. All right. So you want to take us into episode 12? Absolutely. Blood washed away. In 2044, the Project Splinter members and the daughters have grown wary of looking for Titan. One of the daughters rebels and challenges Ramsey to a duel to the death, but Jennifer intervenes to stop Ramsey from striking the final blow. The group finally finds Titan and confronts the witness. In 1957, Cole and Rayleigh spend a year searching desperately for the final primary. After identifying a likely candidate, they find they have been tricked by one of the messengers who has fallen in love with and married his target, the final primary. The messenger kills his wife with a knife made of her bone and triggers the last paradox. The paradox knocks Rayleigh into a coma, and when she wakes up six months later, Cole is gone. She tracks him down and finds him living in the same house she saw in her visions while under the influence of the Twelve Monkeys' Hallucin red tea. <laughs> say that's easy for you to say. So, yeah. There, the pair consummate their relationship while in 2044, the witnesses' guardians ambush the daughters and project members with guitars, killing them. This episode, I'm telling you, the whole time I'm like, oh, wait, what? Oh my gosh, wow, what? <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of actual sentences, and no. I was mad that I had to work nights both days that these aired i know me too (laughs) so i didn't get to tweet it but they were amazing all right so where do you want to start 
Well, let's start with Ramsey and Jennifer as they make their way to Titan. Yes, the young Jennifer, the 2016 now in the future Jennifer. Right. Which the daughters are like, you're mother, but you're not mother. Yes. And I think that's where things started to go awry with them. Yeah, because Jennifer was using her uh, fortune cookie uh, (laughs) fortunes to try to motivate the daughters, and it just wasn't making any sense. Well, she hadn't lived through everything to see and learn what she needed to do or what the future Jennifer taught the daughters. Right. And so I can see them like, all right, listen, I'm supposed to save you. You are her, but you're not. But you're not helping me because you seem to be, you know, this really scattered person that's not giving us the insight that our mother gave us. Right. So I get it. Yeah, you you can't blame the daughters for distrusting 2016 Jennifer. Right. I mean, she hasn't lived through the world collapsing and everything that's happened, and she doesn't know. Even though she knows because she's primary, she doesn't know everything yet. Right. Because she hasn't experienced everything in her visions yet because of the timeline. Right. And Boy, I'm confused 2044 right Jennifer now. had, you know, 30 years of experience. Right. And she's learned the daughters to figure out, out her own visions. Yeah. And we saw how uh, Jennifer was... Not the greatest leader back in 2016 with the hyenas. Right. (laughs) She lost them pretty quickly. Yeah. So I get it. And Ramsey just kind of being overbearing, wants to take control of everything. That's not going to work. That's not how the daughters were used to cooperating. No. And and he actually pulls a coal and just goes in guns blazing instead of thinking about it and, you know, really kind of analyzing the situation because even Deacon says, you know, you're just following the music, huh? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I was very angry with the ending with Ramsey because he was just running straight into it. But I know we're not quite there. It was just very, I don't know, unplanned and very emotional and very, you know, disjointed the way that they were working they're supposed to be working together but they're like you know i can't work with you you don't know what you're doing this is basically the daughters with jennifer and then ramsey's like everybody sucks you're not doing it my way i'm leaving right it was just frustrating yeah after that gun battle right and you think after that that ramsey would really been like okay these i really need these girls on my side Right. But he did not seem to be thinking that at all. No, and Hannah was the only one who went with him from the daughters. Uh, Well, Hannah, I think, only went because of Jones actually being taken by the storm, and she's seen it. Right. She was hoping that Ramsey was right, that the at Titan... Killing the witness would change the timeline and bring her mother back. Right. Uh, This is very stressful. (laughs) Yes, it was. That's why I'm like, I can't, I don't even know what to say. I'm just so stressed with this episode. But I was just so excited about it at the same time, if that makes sense. Right. Because you really think, you know, one of the two teams is going to succeed, and we're going to get things semi back to normal, and Jones will be there, and, you know. But no, it looks like things are not going to end up that way. 
Right. And it's, ugh. Yes. All right. I'm just frustrated. I'm flustered. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right. Well, and we give, I guess Cassie and Cole really needed more than a year. Well, even if they had more than a year, I don't think they would have found out because Charlie was waiting for him and knew how to play it. And that's really weird. I mean, I guess he did see her, right? So he knew who she was the whole time. Right. But he had never seen Cole, did he? Or is it just the name that he knew? Right. He knew the name. Okay. Because not like he ever changes his name going back in time. <laughs> Don't... Well, almost. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really surprising to me that he didn't just, you know, go back and find his target and do what he was supposed to do. That he fell in love with her. And he waits for this extended period of time. Now... Was the time and date what he was told to do it and when he was told to do it? And he I'm just sure, got sent yes. back further? Yes, I'm absolutely positive every, you know, step where the messengers were to eliminate a primary was laid out on a timeline with an exact date okay. that okay. that was supposed to happen because we saw that all the way back with the first one when our good old uh, buddy Knudsen got killed. <laughs> All right, I have a question for you, because okay. I don't know if I just don't remember or what the deal is. Because there's the other primaries, but they only had to kill so many at certain times to get the Red Forest to come. Is that what it was? Right. Okay, because I feel like, you know, it would have been all the primaries, which obviously didn't happen, which we find out next episode. Right. But yes, no, they they didn't need to kill all of them. They just needed to kill enough of them to where... They would not be, the ones left over would not be able to keep time alive. Okay. Because that's why I was confused. I'm like, what did I miss? I just kept feeling like I had to have missed something. And they said something at some point about having to just have so many of the primaries. Like, Yes. All right. I don't remember when I missed it, but apparently I did. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. It's crazy. Um, this messenger, though, I feel like he was completely different from the ones that we've seen so far. Yes, because he actually had fallen in love with the primary. And he says that, you know, I'm not like them. And when he right. said that, I was thinking that it was something else, that he wasn't actually going to kill the primary. Right. He made it, made everybody think that this was not going to happen and, and he, until she goes, this is the day I'm supposed to die. Hmm. And she kept saying it hurts just to hold this. Right. Because she's holding her own bones. So, right. yes, it, it would hurt her. I, I don't know how things didn't happen if it's just because it right. was yeah. uh, <laughs> the box and the lining and it just too close but not quite touching. Right. I don't well, know. That's it, it was like 2016 Jennifer and 2044 Jennifer. Oh, that's true. They, the, the proximity was fine, but. Yeah, if she would have touched it, that would have it would have been all over. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was okay. Now, obviously, there's a lot going on with Cole and Cassie, so let's finish because I want to jump into Cole and Cassie. Yes. <laughs> so please go on with with Ramsey and the messenger and the primary and the daughters. Anything else that you feel is incredibly important before we get to Cole and Cassie, and of course the big end. Because I don't want to. Right. Yes. Um. I don't really think we have that much. I mean, 
it was really nice to see Charlie set up this other guy as the possible uh, primary and lead Cole on a wild goose chase. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed that part of it. And you got the hints during the episode if you really listen, you know, and you know, you go back and you rewatch it and you go, oh crap. Because that one moment in the bar where Charlie's really asking Cole about Cassie and are they in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And, and Cole's just, nope, nope, we're not in, nope, it's not like that. And you go, mmm, yeah, that was a big, uh, <laughs> red flag there, uh, Cole, you should have, uh, realized that. Yeah, but the second, you know, he says something about her being on so many dates, you know, Cole, like, right. jumps on that. And Charlie's just like, yeah, sure, you're not, you don't have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, burn. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go forward then when the primary incident happens. And Cole is actually able to knock Cassie, like, behind a boiler. Right. To kind of save them from the blast that came from the, the incident, which I was kind of surprised that it helped. I kind of thought it would just sweep over and through everything. Right. But her being knocked out, like, he was injured, but then she was just knocked out in a coma for like six months, which really threw me because you see her and you see him looking at her. And then next thing you know, she kind of wakes up. And I figured it was a couple weeks. Right. Because the nurse was a little startled, but then she runs off. And, you know, it's six months later, and I'm like, wait. All right. So the incident didn't cause time to collapse, at least right. not at that moment. Yes, it didn't completely collapse all of time everywhere. <laughs> I was just like, what the heck happened? I can't believe they're going to be like six months, you know, fast forward six months, and Cole is nowhere to be found. Right. He's already said his goodbye. Why do you think that he did that, though? Was it because he thought she was going to be dead or that he oh, thought? Oh, no, because he, you know, he tells her, you know, when you wake up, build a life for yourself. Try to be happy. Yeah. So, you I know, really, he really, he at that it. point in time, he felt like he was a total failure. Even though things still hasn't completely collapsed, he feels like he didn't do his job and He's not worthy. You know, it's all always been about Cassie and saving Cassie. And he feels like he failed. And so he doesn't deserve her. So you think he was just like, okay, I'm just going to let her go so that she can do better than me. Right. Oh, that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're not a guy. <laughs> ah, oh, my girlyism is coming out. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she never forgets and never gives up. You know, even though she's working, we find out she wakes up. She doesn't have anything or anyone. So she starts working to become a doctor because next thing we know, she is a nurse. Right. And the doctor is like, you know, that had helped her and talked to her. It's like, nurse, I need to talk to you. Well, I don't want to call you nurse, but until you finish the classes. So I'm assuming that means her medical classes to become a doctor. Right. I mean, I think we all thought the same thing there, right? Yes. I mean, yes, yeah, she's... <laughs> she is a doctor. Uh -huh. But then when he's coming to her with things that haven't been discovered yet, I thought that was kind of weird, and I kind of felt like it would have been, I don't know, changed in history books that how Lyme disease was, you know, found for some reason. Right. And... I, oh, so what was that? 
I'm feel pretty certain that she kind of uh, cut a deal with the doctor by uh, telling him that she would provide him with information as long as it goes nowhere outside the public. Mm. So, yeah, she could tell him that it's Lyme disease, and he can say, I've never heard of it, but it would never get out past him that, yeah, this boy was Lyme disease. It would be the per- the patient was cured. I gotcha. Yeah, especially when he's making fun of her. Right. But, of course, you know, this made me feel good that Cassie was like, all right, she is moving on. But she's living in the hotel, so she's not really moving on. She's trying no. to get her life together. She's living in the hotel. And we find out, still searching for Cole. Right. And, you know, she's getting ready for work and knock on the door. And here comes, I'm assuming it was like the bellhop. Right, it was. With uh, information like, oh, I found that name. And she goes off to find the address that's connected with this name. And as soon as she pulls up and they show the house, did you have the same reaction? Oh, who didn't? <laughs> who didn't have that same reaction? Jaw no. on the floor. No. <laughs> yeah, immediately, like, I'm I'm freaking out, like, oh, my God. Is it him? Is it Cole? Because I think we've talked about that. Yes, we Could have. Cole have been the, you know, actual witness. Yes. I started freaking out. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it couldn't be him. Why? Why would he do this? Why would he terrorize himself? And I was stressed out. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of funny because I tell, told you on occasion, Jason doesn't really watch these shows with me. Right. Well, he happened to be home when I was watching this. <laughs> and as I'm just like, what? Oh, my gosh, no. And he's like <laughs> looking at me like, what is your problem? <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm just going to go back and play my game. As he's playing around with this game, I have been giving him these kind of reactions all week. Let me tell you, between the shows and then my playing Pokemon. So (laughs) (laughs) my poor husband has just been like, I don't even know what to say. I'm just going to roll my eyes hard, and that's it. Because then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, they're talking. They're in the house. It's that kind of house. Holy crap, there's blood. Oh, my gosh, he said the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was just so freaked out. And then, I mean, when she finally comes to terms with what happened, why he did what he did, and left her there, which I didn't think she would be able to deal with because, I mean, that's a huge thing. But yeah. I'm guessing, like you said, oh, I wouldn't understand his point of it. Maybe the girl side is like, but I really do have feelings for you, and you're the only person I really know here, so... I'm going yeah, to thank you. You have to also remember that during that whole year that they were there trying to find the primary, they weren't having any luck. They both were getting very frustrated. Nerves were getting on edge. Mm-hmm. And so they really spent a year working and not having a relationship. Right. You know, it was strictly a job, and that had to be tough on both of them. Right. So... That also played into Cole's decision to go as far away as he can and just find some place and live out his life. Mm -hmm. And so when things are finally okay between them, suddenly there's something that I'm sure the entire fandom flipped out about as well. (laughs) Because there was a little boom chicka (laughs) pop (laughs) 
Yes, there was. And right away when that started happening, I started thinking other things like, wait a minute, what if what if it's not, you know, Cole? What if it's not Cassie? What if it could be, you know, they're there for a long time and they have a they have children and what if it's the children that are actually the witnesses? It's not a single person, it's multiple people. Right. And then uh, I was just freaking out because, I mean, you have this moment where the entire fandom has been waiting for two seasons. Yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what if it's something else and the witnesses because of all of this? And, of course, they cut that scene in with just the massacre at Titan. Yes. And that, that was not what the fandom was waiting for. No. But we finally get Titan, which just seems to be like a power plant. Yeah, it kind of looked that way. It looked like a, an old um, oil processing factory. Mm-hmm. And you have, what, Ramsey, Deacon. Adler and Hannah. Thank you. They go, and, of course, they're going deeper and deeper in, and then they get surrounded because they find somebody on what looks like a giant, like, I don't know, light-up pad from, like, <laughs> Star Trek or something. It's like they're going to get beamed up or something. And next thing you know, all these other people come out of nowhere and start just stabbing. You have this back and forth, like people having their throat slit and being stabbed and Ramsey watching this happen and never, you know, just like, who's the witness? Where's the witness? And you have Cole and Cassie. Right. And then you're flashing back with Cole and Cassie, finally kissing, finally getting together, finally getting intimate. And you got the back and forth flashes and I'm like, that's a really messed up scene to have stuck in your head that way. <laughs> but I was like, this is really powerful. You have this in the past happening where these two people can finally, I guess, relax and be happy. Mm-hmm. And you have the future basically just going to crap. Right. Being completely destroyed. And it was like, I don't know who to cheer for. I don't, I don't know how to feel. It was really stressful, but it was really a good scene with the back and forth. Yes. It was very powerful. And I have a question, because you looked up what these kind of daggers were they were using, called katars. Are they just like a very specific type of weapon? Was it like a ritualistic thing? I I think it's more just the type of knives they were. Oh, okay. Because you were very specific. I didn't know if that was like a ritual thing that we should know about. Alrighty, so crazy things in episode 12, but it got even weirder in episode 13. But I feel like I'm missing something with episode 12. Am I missing something? I really don't think so. I mean... Maybe because I just watched 13 and it's so fresh in my mind that I'm like merging them right now. Alright, let's go to episode 13, Memory of Tomorrow. Believing that Ramsey must have succeeded in stopping the witness, Cole and Rayleigh build a life for themselves in 1959. And discover that Rayleigh is pregnant. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> However, a primary approaches Cole and reveals that time is still collapsing, but that he can use the leaves from the Red Forest to travel back into his own body in 1957 and stop the final messenger. Reluctantly, Cole does so, saving the target, targeted primary and undoing the paradox, allowing him and Rayleigh, now unaware of their relationship, no, <laughs> to return to 2044 and reunite with their restored Jones. Having also been warned by the primary of Ramsey's fate, Cole and the others follow them to Titan, where with the aid of Jennifer and the daughters, they manage to avert the deaths from the previous episode. Yay! 
However, they then discover that Titan is itself a giant time machine and attempt to flee as it activates. In the chaos, Deacon is killed by the witnesses' soldiers. Jennifer is accidentally splintered back to World War One. Ramsey is approached by a rogue faction. Holy crap, I can't talk because I'm excited too. Ramsey is approached by a rogue faction. Faction of the Army of the Twelve, I can't, led by Olivia, who would have thought, who also reveals that Sam was sent to her when splintered, and Rayleigh, who discovers she has somehow maintained her memories of her undone life with Cole in 1959, is captured by the Witnesses soldiers as Titan splinters. Afterwards, Jones discovers that Titan has, in fact, traveled forward in time to 2163, and an insistent cold convinces her to send him forward after them. In 2163, Rayleigh is confronted by the pallid man, Er, who reveals that the witness is in fact the child she and Cole conceived in 1959. Uh, if you do not have a flowchart <laughs> to keep up with these timelines right now, you are not going to know what the hell is going on. This was so, like, this whole episode was so exciting. And as I'm watching this, they're also, as Steve knows, I've been having issues getting a remodel done. <laughs> Just a little. So they're here fixing my pipes. And I'm trying to watch this, and I'm, like, piling stuff up against the doors so I can't hear them. <laughs> and I, I have it up really loud. And so I'm, like, squealing about what's happening. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What? Huh? Wait. Uh, I had a lot of that again this episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they thought that I was getting upset because of the remodel. <laughs> Which I am, but that's a whole different story. I wasn't squealing about it. But this episode, holy crap. And we finally, finally get Madeline Stowe. Yes. <laughs> I was so excited because we talked about it. Obviously, we knew she was coming before the season started. She did the opening Yes. And then we didn't see her, and then she did the opening for this episode, which was really a weird opening, and she yes, it repeats was. it at the end, though. Uh-huh. It was unbelievable. I have no idea where to start with this, because there's so much going on. The fact that Rayleigh's pregnant, I was super excited about. Right. Because it's like, you know, that's not something Cole thought he was going to have because of what his future, what his life was in the future. Right. So he's finally getting this. But as he's thinking about it, he seemed kind of freaked out. And I think, I don't know, Steve, you're going to have to jump in on this one. I'm sure that's something that every guy has ever thought about, like, when they're told they're going to be dad. Like, suddenly you're like, holy cow. Yes. This is not something I was expecting. I'm going to raise a Right. Person. It's a huge responsibility, and there's you have a whole lot of doubt as to whether you're going to be able to handle that responsibility and raise that child properly. And it's something every man goes through. I'm sure it's every parent, period. Yes, every parent. It's like, this is a little me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, gosh, a little me. That would be horrible. But yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't help that as soon as they find out, Lillian shows up. Right. That is Madison Sto uh, Madeline Stowe's character. Yes. Changing her name. She was weird because this is something that you haven't seen any of the other ones do right because she came to him almost in a vision like she stopped time 
Yeah. And she was able to be on the street because he was in, what, like a pharmacy? Mm-hmm. And everything stops, but he's still moving. So I'm assuming it was something like he was going to splinter all of a sudden. I didn't know what the deal was. But he goes outside, and she's talking to him, which was weird. And it happens again later where everything stops, and that's to get him to know where she is, which right. is an asylum. Yes. And I have not seen that. Now, do you think this is because of the other primaries being dead and because of time still collapsing, she has kind of this power? Or it's just that time wants Cole to know what's going on? I think it's probably a combination of both. Okay. Because she is probably, you know, besides Jennifer, she's the only other primary that we know of. Well, apparently Jim Morrison was a primary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I almost... Young Jim Morrison, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix in 1959, so... <laughs> I wanted her to somehow be related to Jennifer, because it's weird. And this was something that caught me, like, they were saying some of the same things. But I don't know if that's just because they are primaries and they right. even told they were crazy this whole time. You know, they're like, tick-tock, tick-tock. Mm-hmm. I've just seen some other movie that had that in there, too. And, <laughs> you know, I never thought that a watch sound would be so creepy. But it was weird because she tells him, was it go to the Pine Baron? Yes. Which I'm like, wait a minute. That was just in our other show. <laughs> Wasn't it? Wasn't that in Winona Earp? Didn't they have the Pine Barrens? Mm, it's possible. I thought that's where they went, and that's where, like, the little Bermuda Triangle kind of thing was. Right. The Ghost the, Triangle. Yes, yes. Well, no, where things disappeared, all the girls disappeared. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's I'm like Bermuda Triangle in quotes, which you can't see. Right. <laughs> Come on, Steve. But anyway, I was like, wait a minute. The Pine Baron, is he going out to, like, Utah or wherever it was. I didn't know what was going on. But it was weird because he sees the storm coming and, like, the tree is changing in front of him. Mm-hmm. So he takes it back and then she does all this weird stuff about, uh, like, Alice in Wonderland and Drink Me and you can go back. And she finally kind of explains it enough that he understands right. that he has to drink the tea made from the red leaves. Right. And that would, and if he can focus enough, he can get back to 1957 to the moment that the last primary was killed and stop it, correct his error. And I know this is hard because he's like, well, Cassie won't remember anything that's happened. And she's, what did she say? You can stop death. You can reverse death, but you can't stop love or something like that. Right. Yeah. Dang, I should have wrote that line down because it was a really (laughs) good line. And this is, this is where I get confused. If he goes back in time, so he he drank it. He goes back. He talks to Cassie. They have Christmas first, which he right. never had. Right. And I get this. I actually teared up. Well, he he had, did have because he got to uh, his father would get him trained. Is that what he said? Uh huh. I thought he said he'd get me things sometimes, but it was always with trade. No. Oh, I need to watch on closed captioning. <laughs> or not having a remodel done. But that explains a little bit more. Right. I I thought it was like, okay, they had a trade to get something to get some kind of gift. So, all right. Well, that clears that up for me. (laughs) But he gave Cassie a present, and she's like, why do you look so nervous? 
and you know he's like well i've never really done this and it was for her hair it was like a, a barrette or a pin okay i'm like i don't know i don't do my hair like that <laughs> uh, it was a butterfly and i loved it because he goes you know i remember what you said about not all caterpillars become butterflies right and i thought that was really sweet and she's like i love it ah, and then she gives him her present which is saying hey look at we're pregnant yeah. Um, so, yeah, nothing like freaking out. But they have their time together, you know, that they seem okay, and then he decides to drink the tea. And I thought this was weird because this is where everything was, like, flagging about what has happened in regards to the witness in that damn house this whole season. Because <laughs> he takes a piece of, like, burnt wood from the fireplace and he writes on the wall, this was home from 1957 to 1959. And I'm like, oh, my God, it really is him. And somehow his his consciousness is lost and locked, and that's what's happening. And it's like in the house. I had so many things running through my head at this moment. Right. And I can't – I'm, like, so excited about it. I, I haven't even given you a chance to talk. Like, how did you feel about him doing that, and what were you thinking in that moment? It was real hard not to think the same way. Was, yeah, if he drank the tea, that would somehow cause him to be changed and something would go wrong in his little quest and he would lose Cassie and that could be the possible, the thing that could possibly change him into the wit. Mm. See, I didn't, didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, it, and once it was revealed they were having a kid, that definitely started my mind going, okay, now we're start, we're seeing parallels between Ramsey and his son, and now we're going to kind of see something paralleling with Cole and his child. Okay. Uh. So even though Pallid Man does, you know, reveal who the witness is at the end of the episode, I'm still not 100% buying it just yet. <laughs> yeah, I am so confused with that whole situation, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, uh, he drinks the tea. And this is what was weird, because he's, like, thrown back to the facility. But apparently it's just, like, his mind's way of trying to find the right passage to where he needed to be, splinter-wise. Right, yeah. He was basically going through a Rolodex of memories. And, you know, he's, the very first one is... When he shows up in the back of her car from episode one, mm-hmm. he goes, oh, no, 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 this ain't right. <laughs> right. He's like, this is too early. Mm-hmm. And so it, it took him several attempts to get focused enough to arrive in 57, but, which was a great montage Yes. of everything that's happened over the last two years. It was just absolutely fantastic. But as he was doing this, he was kind of being stalked by the witness at the same time. Yes. Which is why I'm thinking maybe it is kind of himself. Right. Because how otherwise is he in his, like, mental timeline? Yeah. Or do you think it was almost just a a block that he was putting on himself to scare himself? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that it was... A way for him to tell himself that he was actually getting close. Okay. All right. So you don't think the witness was actually in his head? Oh, or- no, I actually, I do think the witness was in his head. The witness got into Cassie's head when she drank the red tea. Yeah, but I thought that was after the second time. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, because she actually didn't go in the house the first time. She just saw the house and the red forest before that on her very first uh first attempt at the red tea. Right. Yeah, well she didn't have a clue what she was doing. Uh, oh my gosh. So he finds finds the right passage. Mentally finds the place, gets there, stops the the whole thing from happening. Although for a minute I did not think he was going to stop uh him from destroying yeah, the it, primary. Yeah, he, he wasn't going. He has the gun pointed at him, and then he pulls it down and go, not again, Cole. <laughs> right. I'm like, what? Wait, wait. What is does he this gonna, mean? Or is he going to shoot the, the girl, the primary, kill the primary? Which I thought that was the original plan, though. Right. It really could, should have been, and, what? you know, because they tried that before, and mm-hmm. they the other primaries wouldn't let him. Ah, oh, this is so weird. <laughs> Seriously, because it's confusing with this. Right. So as soon as he shoots Charlie, bam, we're right back to 2044, and they're jumping out of the machine. Right. Oh. And I was very upset because at that point, Cassie does not remember the two years. Right. But he remembers it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why doesn't she remember it? I wanted to cry. Yes. <laughs> So they're back in 2044, and all of a sudden, we have Jones saying, all right, well, I was trying to buy storms, then it went fuzzy, now I'm back, so obviously you did something, and now I've had to hold off, like, marauders for a year. Right, the scabs right. for years, yeah, for a and, while. And then here comes this dog. I'm like, I thought there was a ladder somewhere to get into this facility. How did a <laughs> dog get in? I'm guessing the docks or something, but... Man, they showed Jones with, like, this gun montage. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> She's just shooting people. She's like, and then I had to clean them up. And I'm like, what does that mean? Because <laughs> they never go into that, and I'm kind of glad because I'm kind of worried what it might mean. Right. Yeah, she's having to dispose of the bodies. And... It's like she, like, splintering them off somewhere. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go throw them here. It's fine. Like dead bodies falling from the sky all of a sudden. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, but we have Ramsey's still alive. Yay. Yes, they have not quite made it to Titan yet. And Cole comes up with the idea that, well, Adler was going to jump him there. So finish his calculations and we'll, we'll, we'll jump. And Jones goes, uh, you're not leaving without me. I think that surprised both of them, too. Oh, yeah. Extreme surprise. Right. Because she hadn't done it. But it was funny because I really expected, like, once they jumped, she was going to throw up or something. And she's like, holy shit. (laughs) That was, like, her reaction. It's like, really? Yeah. That's it? I mean, it was almost like Jennifer, like, woo, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So it was just kind of funny. Jennifer gives a really good speech because uh, they find out that the daughters don't want to follow her. Right. And so Jennifer's doing the Braveheart speech. And the girls actually start, like, perking up and listening. And uh, Return of the King. And oh, Bill Return and of the Ted. King. And Independence oh, yeah. Day. <laughs> Until Independence Day, she I thought she had them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Until the last sentence of her speech. Yeah. I she forgot. Yeah, it. that was with Return of the King too. She just she mashed him up really well. 
Yeah. And then she lost them. And then she's like, screw you guys. I want to go save my friends. And that's what actually perked them up. And they're like, you'd go for them? Right. You'd, you're willing to sacrifice yourself. Oh, yeah. They're my friends. because. And that's when she throws the Bill and Ted thing. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how old that is. But no. <laughs> the most important thing you weren't taught was be excellent to each other. Yeah. She thankfully she didn't throw in that with a guitar lick, you know. Uh, So they actually go and they save everybody. Yay! Everybody is alive, and they're unfortunately a whole slew of these people coming from God knows where. Right. These soldiers that are trying to kill them, and they just keep, you know, shooting them down. And that's when we finally get Jones saying. I don't know what this is, but this is something like my husband was working on. Right. So, again, we had that how many episodes back? Yeah, way back. And then she throws this in. So next season they have to bring him in. I don't see how they cannot. Yeah. Because that would be really frustrating that you have, like, a total of, you know, 12 seconds that this guy is working on something. Suddenly Titan is his work, and then that's all we know. But it turns out that Titan is the time machine. It's not like it's one little part of it. It's the whole freaking thing. Yeah. And I love you start having, like, sounds happening, and everyone's like, get out. This is it. It's, the whole place is going to splinter. And it's all because of what Hannah said, too. That's what triggers Jones. Right. Hannah's like, it wasn't here. Yeah. And that makes me wonder, because Jennifer had the map in her head, as she said, to get to Titan, was Titan always there and not there, and that's where it always ends up settling? Or is it because she's primary that she knows where it's going to be, when it's going to be? Yeah, it's because she's primary. She knows when and where. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because it wasn't there when Hannah first looked. Okay. So it will actually move. Right. So and like it wasn't it- until the primary actually was killed in the previous episode that it popped up in that location. Okay. So everybody's trying to run away and get out of Titan to save themselves. Except a few. Well, everybody except, you know, pain in the butt Ramsey. And Ramsey finds somebody, like you had said earlier, who all of a sudden takes him. He's like, I'll take you to the primary. And it turns out, well, he's not going to the primary. No, he's he's not going to the witness. Oh, yeah, yeah, the witness. I'm so sorry, guys. (laughs) Yeah, and it's Olivia. And I think you had said you thought it was the pallid man he ended up with. Right. But we never actually see who he ends up with. So that's kind of weird. Right. And yeah, well, they actually show the scene again where they actually pull back far enough to where you actually see who was that grabbed his hand when right. he popped into the forest, and it actually was Olivia. Uh-huh. Now, the cool thing about this is, say that was in 2016, and, you know, when you see Olivia, when they pull back, there's some gray in that hair yes. that wasn't there before. Yes, I was going to say that. So I'm how old is Ramsey's son actually going to be? Is he, like, the same age as Ramsey at this point? Right. I mean, we don't know. And what has Olivia said or taught him? Exactly. But she is not part of the 12 Monkeys. No. So maybe she has been teaching him, this is what your father has been doing to try to stop, stop. them. 
the witness. Mm -hmm. So with any luck, she has not turned him into a little crazy person. Right. We can hope. (laughs) So that was Ramsey. Jennifer is trying to run. She gets separated from Deacon, who says, I'm sorry I killed you. (laughs) And Deacon is surrounded and killed. Right. Well, we assume, because it it happened off screen. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the things that happen off screen, you're never quite sure. That's right. In time travel, anything can happen. Right. And then Jennifer shoots somebody because by accident, really. Right. Yeah. She she never handled the gun. (laughs) At least she did not that type of gun. No, 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 no. And she ends up hitting a panel and all of a sudden, (laughs) it's not funny, but it is. All of a sudden, like through two doorways, like the splinter comes through and she's just like, oops. And then off she goes. And she's in World War One in a trench. Yeah, 1917 France. I'm like, what the hell? I love it. She's like, can I use your phone and your toilet? Yeah. That's all she does in French. That's kind of like me with four years of Spanish. Right. Can I ask for another beer and where the bathroom is? Yep. So that's not going to help me if I end up. Anywhere that they speak Spanish, basically. Yeah, and that was another nice callback to the movie. Wait, I don't remember anything with that with the movie. Yeah. I'm blanking completely. Bruce Willis's character ended up in 1917 France at one time. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, my gosh. It's been a really long time since I watched it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So where, where are we? Okay, Jennifer's gone. Everybody else is out. Ramsey's gone. Cole, and then Cole is, has to go, ahead. go back in to save Ramsey. Because you know very well that Cassie's going to go. And this all happens because Cassie does remember. Right. Because she says something about the butterfly. And right. all of a sudden, like, the memory gates, you know, are thrown wide open. I yep. think I'm, like, really mixing metaphors. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, but she remembers, but she, at that point she doesn't remember anything about child, but she's like, we lived there. We were happy. What the heck? But I'm like, why did you go after him? Yeah. And this is when it's bad. They get separated. She gets grabbed and I thought they were going to stab her. Right. But we see why, you know, we learn why they didn't. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. And Cole's on the outside. Jones is on the outside. Titan disappears. I think I was like screaming at the TV at this point. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, I kind of lost track of time, and I'm like, I thought that was going to be the end, which I would have probably had a meltdown. <laughs> and we find out that they went to the future because when they get back to, well, excuse me. See, I'm getting excited, and I can't talk. Cole and Jones splinter back to the facility where the, everybody else has to take the long way home. Right. Adler and Whitley have to drive right. all the way. And the daughters, yeah. So... They're back there, and she finds out that Titan went into the future, which was really weird because I'm like, I didn't think that worked, or, like, they couldn't pinpoint where they were. Right. They couldn't originally, but apparently because they splintered there, they were able to get a better signal of where it actually went. Okay. That's why I'm like, wait, I'm confused. So they're way in the future. Yeah, from 2044 to 2163. And, of course, you know, Cole's like, I'm going. Yeah, send me to the future. Right. Like you really thought that wasn't happening. Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. And then we we go to the future because it leaves with Cole on the, you know, on the chair. Right. 
So we don't know what's going to happen with him. We don't know what's going to happen with Jennifer. We don't know what's going to happen with Ramsey. We don't know what's going to happen with the group who have to make the long trek back to the facility. Right. And then we have Cassie and all the creepy masked people. Yeah, hooded masked uh, followers of... uh... And the pallid man, when they show him, I'm like, what? Why is he in the future like that? Right. How did he get there? (laughs) I I was mad that he was there. Because the whole time, exactly what Cassie said, you're him, you're the witness. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's been playing this game the whole time with all of them. Right. But then I'm thinking, wait... How was he talking to the witness? Was he talking to himself the whole time? Yeah. So, like, that doesn't it make any up, sense. <laughs> but, oh, man. Seriously, he's like, then he explains, oh, no, we needed you here because you've brought the witness. It's He's safe. And he puts his hand on her stomach. And this is where I was really confused because he's like, mother, and then everybody's chanting mother, which is creepy. But right. how is she pregnant if... The two years didn't exist, and they went back because she wasn't pregnant until two years into the future of the past (laughs) when they had their time in the house. Oh, my God. I think I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we definitely get into some timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly here. I didn't get it. I mean, did you understand? Am I just, like, being kind of thick and I don't understand it? Well, my take on it is Cole didn't erase anything that happened in those two years. Just the memory? And he didn't really erase the memory for him or for Cassie, for that matter. It just took something to lodge it free for her. So weird. Yeah. And to actually have it be like they both were there in 59. Right. Cole jumped them both back to 57 in their current state, stopped the primary from being killed, and then splintered back to 2044. So they were actually the 57, but they didn't know they were 57? And they, well, you know what? I'm not even going to try this. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm going to mess that all up. Yeah, it, it's, it isn't easy, that's for sure. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this was just amazing, though. I really love this episode. And that that's where it stands, and we're all... I was creeped out. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, because this is the nicest we've ever seen Pallid Man to anybody. Right. And yeah. he's just, like, he's dancing and celebrating and just, like, he's won the everything. I almost feel like uh, this is going to creep me out. Even though we know that he is the son of the, what is it, one of the monkeys that went back? Right. Like, that he is somehow related to the witness. I don't know why. I just feel like that is something happening and something weird and creeping me out and making me feel dirty. Like, I need to go go take a shower right now. (laughs) It's like, oh, no, I don't want to think about that. Right. Is it just me thinking that it's somehow some weird, weird relationship? Maybe. Oh, no. I, I fully expect that his plan is to have the child born, kill Cassie, and he raises the witness. Hmm. Well, that's not good either. No. Just like the first witness we met was raised. Remember how they put her in the German uh, lab? Oh, right. Well, that was Olivia. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Olivia. That was Olivia. It was Olivia. So, ah, just weird. I don't know what's going to happen. 
But I want to know what everybody else thinks. So yes. we, I mean, it's 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 going to be really interesting to see what happens with Olivia Ramsey and Ramsey's son, mm-hmm. and how are they going to manage to get to the future? Because I think they're going to have to. Yes. And how the hello are they going to get Jennifer back from 1917? Right, like how she even, you know, splintered back there. Right. So Hopefully she weird. remembers hearing Cole saying, yes, you can leave messages in the paper for us. If they can get to the paper. I mean, right. they're saying that they think it's a German right now. Right. So that's, of course, bad for her. Yeah. And then we have no idea if Jones is actually able to send Cole to the future or not. So this could scramble him big time. Oh, man, this is going to be crazy. So looking forward to next season. (laughs) Yes, I cannot wait. So hopefully everybody else is on board with us and they're willing to take this ride for the next season. And you can catch up. But we want to know everything you're thinking about. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you know, you can find the website and tell us through there because you can click a link and tell us what you think, what's going on, how you feel. Uh, there's so much. There's so many exciting things happening. Oh, my gosh, Steve. A lot. A lot. <laughs> but I do want to mention that you can go on Amazon, which we have links on Fangirl Zone, and get Season 1. You can also get Season 1 of The Magicians which Steve and I, of course, covered that this season. Yes. And if that'll you be haven't seen back. it, it is also very awesome. Yes. All the craziness happening with all of these shows. So please tell us what you think. We want to know if you're enjoying everything with Sci-Fi Talk, everything that's on Sci-Fi right now. Steve, you know, he's he's all over the interwebs. I am all over the interwebs. But basically find us at Fangirl Zone and let us know everything, how you feel. And we will be back covering this for sure next season. So I think that's everything with these two incredible final episodes. So for season, (laughs) well, yeah, it's for season two of 12 Monkeys and episode 40 of Sci-Fi Talk. I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. And until next time.